are listening to Cover Stories, a deep dive into the stories behind iconic album art with Adam Charlie O. Let's start this episode with a quote from a web article entitled, Crosby Stills, Nash & Young, Albums Ranked from Worst to Best. Here's what they have to say about Live It Up, which is ranked as the worst at number eight. The dire cover art, with its inexplicable lunar sausage sizzle, is a red flag that Live It Up is substandard. It started out as a Crosby and Nash album, and with Crosby working on his solo album, Oh Yes I Can, it's dominated by Nash. Live It Up doesn't feel like a CSN album. The lead single, If Anybody Had a Heart, was penned by outside writers. Stills, Haven't We Lost Enough, adds some grit, but Live It Up is a slick 1990 studio product with little personality. Bored Panda agreed, naming the album among its 40 worst album covers of all times. Fans at Steve Hoffman's discussion boards weighed in. One said, Often considered one of the worst LP covers, but what is it supposed to mean? Stick a fork in it, it's done? Referring to the earth. Anyone have a better theory? And what about the men climbing up toward the hot dogs? Another fan said, I think it signifies global warming. However, why four hot dogs? Is one for Neil? One answer offered was, I'm kind of thinking along the same lines, that the fourth hot dog breaking off the fork maybe represents Neil, who once again broke away from the group after American Dream. And from the horse's mouth comes the most ridiculous explanation of all, in an exchange between an FM radio station and David Crosby. FM station. Your new album is called Live It Up. Crosby. Right. FM station. The cover is a bit of a departure for Crosby, Stills, and Nash. Can you help explain it? David Crosby. The idea is that you have space explorers who've managed to make it to another planet. They've achieved a sort of greatness in terms of accomplishment. See? But despite that, when they get to this other planet, they're all alone. Just the astronauts. And so to live it up, so to speak, they have to make do with what is afforded them on this planet a half a zillion miles from Earth. For them, a few hot dogs on a stick while watching the Earth go by across the horizon is living it up. It's ironic, these great scientists in their big moment, when they get to live it up, is eating some hot dogs on sticks. FM Station So the concept of this album is irony? David Crosby, yeah, we're sort of celebrating the irony of everyday life in most of these songs. Where's your sense of humor, your sense of whimsy, people? This is a funny cover. Here's its story. Saturday Night Live debuted on NBC October 11, 1975. It was an instant cult hit. ABC wanted in, and from April 11, 1980 to April 23, 1982, they produced Fridays, a show that just could not compete in the long run. What they did do was launch the album art for the CSN album Live It Up. TV shows use bumper art, 
a still picture that informs network affiliates and viewers that the show is about to return to the air. Fridays wanted to differentiate itself from SNL, so they replaced our East Coast bumper art illustrator with someone with a West Coast vibe. That would be a young illustrator and collage maker named David Peters. Peters began to provide the bumper art for their show, and he eventually also provided the stop-motion art at the start of the show. After the bumper art was displayed, it was returned to the artist, who, in this case, added it to his portfolio and stored the original in his flat file. Part of Peter's West Coast vibe was he liked to insert images that he liked into his artwork, just to make it funky. He was fond of outer space, dinosaurs, and images that reflected L.A. and its environs, and you will find all of these in much of his work. One piece of work showed the moon's surface with the earth in the background, a beautiful space image. Being of an age to know something of space travel, he knew that during the 1950s and 60s, the Soviet Union sent over 20 dogs into space, some of which never returned. Perhaps memorializing these intrepid canines, Peters named one piece of bumper art, Dogs in Space, and he added hot dogs on skewers to the foreground of the artwork. He also set three of L.A.'s finest linesmen to work on the hot dog skewers. All of this was done in the days before Photoshop, so Peters would build his collage art by layering photographs cut from magazines and arranging them on a surface. In those pre-Photoshop days, that meant holding the images in place with post-it notes on the back, then tracing their positions in pencil, disassembling the pieces, spraying the backs of all of them with an adhesive, and then using the pencil tracings to reassemble the art. No small task. Dogs in Space was a funky, funny piece of bumper art that was ideal for the offbeat humor of a late-night comedy show. The art was used, added to the portfolio, and filed away. A lot of groups produced their own art at the time, but CSN was a big act. Years later, Jimmy Wachtel of Lost Quadrant and an older brother of guitarist Waddy Wachtel was interviewing Peters for some possible album cover work. He saw Dogs in Space in his portfolio and loved it, and he loved the price of it for the new CSN album, Live It Up. CSN was big enough for the record company to consult on its album art, so they did. Peters recalled that one of the band did not care for it. He couldn't recall if it was David Crosby or Stephen Stills, but the record company execs overruled any objections and the Hot Dogs on the Moon cover was okayed. David Crosby and Graham Nash were working on a duo album when Stephen Stills joined the project to make it a CSN album. Nash said, Only once did we sing together on one mic, so in that sense it was not really a true CSN record. At that time, we did not trust ourselves enough to let go, to accept each other's opinions or reject them. We did not let each other know how we really felt. David and I did but that's not enough. Album art doesn't sound like it was a priority at the time. Albums have a front and back cover, so Peters had to build art for the rear cover. He stayed with the moon theme 
and inserted one of L.A.'s Tale of the Pup stands into the collage. My interpretation is the hot dogs in the front cover were cooked with solar radiation and then sold at the Tale of the Pup stand on the rear cover. And I like my theory better than Crosby's, especially since the art pre-existed the album. The record company had people insert the band name and the album title into the space provided for the series name in the bumper art. Voila, CSN had their cover. Granted, it was not as expensive as Crosby, Stills, Nash, or Deja Vu, but then Crosby, Stills, and Nash were no longer doing songs like those on CSN or Deja Vu. David Peters was an engaging and knowledgeable guy who enjoyed talking about his work which he had fun doing. It was a joke, people, and everybody lighten up, for God's sakes. I liked it. Let's hit the pause button and chat it. If it feels like you have deja vu, it's because today we're back talking at Crosby, Stills, Nash. But uh, if ever there was a time you don't want to remember something... <laughs> It's it's, uh, it's when discussing their forgettable 1990 album, Live It Up. Do you Live remember this at all? Uh, yeah, I had it. Uh, had it. I may still have it in the house here somewhere on a CD. I'm guessing. Because it was, yeah, yeah it, it was CSN, so, you know. Yeah. Had, and, had to put it in the collection. Now, this was, this was off their, and I have a vague recollection of this, but this was off their, again, very brief reunion with Mr. Neil Young. They got back together and toured, made an album for... 1988 uh, reunion album, but this particular one, Live It Up, is easily their most maligned and forgotten, wouldn't you say? Yeah, you know, I don't follow that stuff too much, and until you brought this up, you know, we were, we were talking about albums to do one day, and you brought this one up, and I thought, oh, let's check into this, but yeah, yeah, yeah as it turns out, yeah, you know, they psych me as a lot like Neil Young, you know, they come out with an album, and I buy it because of who they are, and then I find a song or two that I like about it. Play it for a, a month or so and then forget. Hey, just, if we could have found a song or two on this one, I would have been ecstatic. <laughs> um, live it up. Come on. Oh, have you, right. have you just, seen the video? The classic. I mean, it's a, it's a masterwork, yeah. visually and sonically. But, you know, this album is what I like to call a memory hole album. You know, it exists, but only in the dusty corners of the internet. It's not the lead entry on the Crosby, Stills, Nash resume. We'll no, put it that way. No. Okay. No. But uh, there are eight albums that's ranked last. Yes, absolutely. Now, it's an interesting one, though, because reviews almost always comment, and almost always comment first on what they call the terrible album cover. Yeah. Now, <laughs> I can honestly say that this art wouldn't likely ever grace a wall in my home, but I've come around a lot on it, because it couldn't have had any other cover, and I really think it affected how people responded to... The album. You know, I think it's the songs uh, weren't up to snuff and nothing would have satisfied. But so, you know, I think this album had to have been birthed in what I can only imagine was complicated circumstances, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. sure. The, sure. No, nobody talking to each other again. You know, doing their, yeah. Doing their Jagger Richards imitation. And Neil was back in the door. Maybe that was a good thing. And then, oh, he's, he's, he's uh, back on his own. So, you know, that, that could have been something else there. But. You know, the 80s were historically rough on a lot of acts that made their names in the 60s and 70s. Even the aforementioned Neil had a whole bunch of massive missteps uh, in the 80s. Trans, anyone? Landing on water? But, you know, that's the problem. 
uh, this wasn't the 80s, Live It Up came out in 1990. And it immediately looked, sounded, and felt impossibly dated. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's it's interesting to see. And we just went back and watched the video together yesterday. Yeah, yeah that was a riot. That and, was a riot. And you're right. It was absolutely, it just, it, it, it was 80s. It screams 1985. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and a yeah. lot can happen in half a decade. And it certainly did. This will this will blow your mind, as um, I'm sure it, it did mine. But, you know, so they incorporate all these synths, really toothless guitars, and none of the three-part vocal harmonies that right. really made them you know, the yeah. the absolute classic act that they're considered. But this was only one year before Nirvana's Nevermind. Now, if I think about the cultural chasm between Crosby, Stills, Nash's Live It Up and Nirvana's Nevermind, which inarguably changed music for essentially everything that came afterwards. You know, they were scrambling. Let's put it kindly, right? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Uh, but, you know, they have the canon uh, for a long leash. And, uh, you know, they should have been allowed the chance to record whatever the hell they wanted. But why we're here, again, that's the art. And, boy, it's a doozy, right? Yeah, it is. I think it was fun. Oh, I, was I absolutely agree. Great. I absolutely agree. <laughs> and, I've you know, I've spent a lot of time with it. And, obviously, I read all of your research. And, you know, it's, this is a fun one. You know, the cartoonist and collage artist David Peters isn't someone I was familiar with. But based almost solely on the way he talks about this piece and just his work in general, made me want to do a deep dive on him. So I'm going to have to really uh, put in put in time and service to Mr. Peters because he sounds like a cool guy. Yeah, he was. Now, Crosby didn't do it any favors when <laughs> yeah. foolishly trying to explain it away as ironic during a radio interview, right? That, that must have been a flashback or something. <sighs> He was just making stuff up. On the fly, and, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, but it seems so David Crosby now, oh. now in retrospect. Don't mean to speak ill of the, of the dead. But, Not at all. But it was, it was uh, a fabrication. Well, and based on, you know, the his golden years that he spent predominantly on Twitter, this sounds very on brand for <laughs> Mr. Crosby in a time that he was a little more altered than he was near the end. But, um, you know, explaining it away is ironic. Is uh, as ironic cover art is kind of funny. I'm not sure he would have been able to tell you what irony itself was specifically. But what I'm most shocked by, you know, it, more than anything else, is that I'd never heard of Fridays, which was the ABC Network's attempt to match the rising stock of SNL. Tell me what you yeah, remember. Well, there's of there's this. a good reason for. That. I remember about as much as you do of Fridays because after, I, yeah, yeah, <laughs> after I after I talked to the. To the artist, and you know, he was telling me about it. I I went back out and started to research it a little bit. I thought, yeah, it was there. Yeah, yeah, there it is. It's even got some clips on YouTube. Does it? So there was such a thing, but uh, you know, it, it just. I guess we were all busy on Fridays. We were very busy on Fridays, but t now you know this is another thing that I have a vague recollection of. But bumper art, bumper art with you know in with television in mind specifically. That's, so that's what? Essentially a placeholder for when a TV show cuts away to commercial? Yeah. So you know, it's, so we'll it's, be right it's, back. It's sort of. bumper music for a visual medium. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So so I wonder if any of those aforementioned videos include this this piece. Oh, that's as a good art. It'd be really now, cool now, to find Actually, out. I got the impression. Now, I, I spoke to the artist. And he was really generous with his time. Great storyteller. But I got the impression maybe it was something that was only seen in... 
in the affiliate studio. Oh, interesting. The, the, interesting. The, okay. Signaling them that, for the know, cameraman yeah, and for the crew. We're coming the back okay. on soon. Get your commercials off the air and all that sort of stuff. Okay. So okay. now I may be wrong about that. I, I don't think this was like. Uh, this wasn't like Ernie Barnes' Sugar Shack that we talked about some time mm-hmm. back, you know, where it was there on screen at the beginning of the show. I think this okay. was affiliates only. Okay. Look at you calling back previous episodes of ours, yeah, you know? just like that. Yeah, so so it's, it's all there. It's stored. It, it, you know? It's just yeah. part of the, part of the, uh, the lexicon now, essentially. Um, so, you know, if you haven't already pulled out this image to look at and listen along, do it right now. Yeah. Okay. We'll it's loosely great. call it it's hot great. dogs in space, but you know, taken as just that as bumper art for what I can only imagine to be a zany sketch comedy show. It works a million times better as that than it does an <laughs> album cover. In fact, I, you know, maybe this is just my, um, you know, what I've come to respect about Peter's, but I'd go so far as to say that it's kind of like a Max Headroom. There's a reference for you. There you go. A Max Headroom pop art version of a Salvador Dali painting. It's crass, (laughs) it's bright, weird, but ultimately it's intentional. Yeah. You know, and I think you'd imagine that once he filed this away in his portfolio after Fridays, closes the shutters, no one's coming knocking for this, right? Yeah. You wouldn't think. (laughs) But in the irony is that CSN, with uh, their debut album and also with deja vu had two of the most expensive packages you know they went to the mm-hmm. special paper with yeah. csn and then they went to the leathered paper with deja vu and you know they were all about you know got to get the perfect, spare no expense, spare no expense yeah. for this and and this one was probably uh uh 10 bucks will do <laughs> yeah that's true that's true but i you know i really loved hearing about peter's process i think yeah. especially for the time the lack of photoshop really made some artists uh, into uh, incredibly resourceful and, you know, refined. Yeah, re- re- yeah really refined creative. Refined creatives. Yeah. yeah, so, you know, an- doing analog collage and multimedia art in that era is no small feat. And these images on this cover, you know, though they're all fairly simple, are just seamlessly put together. I never would have known it to be done in that way at all. But Yeah, it looks like a real photograph. It does. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> real, you know, the, the actual hot dogs in space we've yeah. all heard about, right? Yeah. But I, you know, I found the anecdotes about Peter's really endearing, and he just sounds wholly lacking in pretense, which is wildly refreshing considering some of the art directors <laughs> and artists we've talked about on this show, right? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, it's cool just to think, you know, he said, I, I like to put some things that I I liked in there. Yeah. You know, some space stuff, some L.A. stuff, you know. And, yeah. And that was pretty cool, yeah. So you said the space stuff, you know, his his upbringing, which was essentially kind of the transition from the atomic age into the space race era, really seems to inform this particular piece. Tell me about the Soviet canines. Yeah, yeah. Well, early on, the you know, when we were racing to be the first to get a man in space, you know, that people were sending chimps and dogs and things in to find out, you know, what's going to happen when they get out of orbit, you know, who's coming back alive and who's not. And so the Soviets, I can't remember, used a couple of dozen dogs in the early going, and that wow. was the, the tribute. You know, this was the dogs in space was his name yeah. for this piece of art. So, yeah. uh, uh, you know, this was his his kind of quirky little tribute to the, to the dogs that, uh, pioneered space travel force man on a very <laughs> special episode of lassie i'll tell you what um so imagine you'd never heard a single one of these theories or you know directly from the mouth of peters what's it say to you 
if you can divorce yourself from what you know, what's it say? Well, no, I, I think I'd have to go along with uh, David Crosby then. I think his uh, irony is... Yeah, just, just, yeah. just make something up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it, I don't know. You know, it was just quirky. It was just quirky. It looks like guys on, well, they are guys on telephone poles that happen to be used to, to cook hot dogs. So my little theories, you know, uh, I, I mentioned is they just uh, cooked these with solar radiation and they sold them at that, uh, you know, hot dog shop on the back of the cover. And, yeah, and, and it's it's funny because it kind of feels like Crosby, Stills, Nash in that they were probably chasing you know the zeitgeist, albeit a few years too late. They were trying to go for their "I want my MTV" type video and just completely whiffed. And that that showed on the on the cover art too. I think they were going for yeah. a similar aesthetic, but yeah, I don't think they had much to do with the cover art yeah. at that point. I think they were so dysfunctional. And they really didn't give a rat's behind you no. know, what they put on. It's like, you know, let, let's walk away from this thing and, yeah. and get it done. Because uh, it shows a total lack of involvement or interest. I think one of them said they didn't care for it. And even the record company overruled them. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, they were on the downhill side of things. Yeah. And I think it's interesting because I'd imagine this is the first time they ever had a songwriter brought in to complete anything. You yeah. know, guys that are so... So historically in control of yeah. their own songs and very, uh, you know. And your observation earlier about no harmonies on it, you know, that was the, the thing, you know, that was what, what made CSN cool. You yeah. Know? These were three guys that really dug each other and, you know, hung out and all that yeah. kind of fantasy stuff. Not but so. Not so much. I, and I, I hesitate to tell you uh, not to listen or not to watch the, the video for the title track. But you got to. That's the yeah. closest you're yeah. going to get to three-part harmonies. Uh, all of them saying live it up. Uh, I think so. I think y'all got to drop what you're doing. Go to YouTube and get to live it up. It's, yeah. It's one of the worst. Ind <laughs> Indeed. But I think it's telling, you know, that it somehow ended up being the cover for their most forgettable and dysfunctionally produced record. It's, you know, it's it also lent itself to a failed comedy, guys. Read the tea leaves, you know. <laughs> what I'll say is this, you know. It, it feels like a lazy move from a band that was kind of floundering. And they've kind of forgotten what made them great by this point, though. I really have to say, I think it's the album that makes people convinced the cover's terrible. And not necessarily the other way around. You yeah, know? I, I think I yeah. we tend not to notice when classic albums have terrible covers. Though I'm no big fan of it. Bridge Over Troubled Water, anyone? Have you looked at that, have you looked at that terrible photo lately? Had it been a stinker... I think it would also make these lists of worse album covers. But yeah. sadly, Live It Up was, in fact, a stinker. Yeah. So uh, I'll just end with the oddly poignant name, track four in this album. Uh, it says a lot more than either of us ever could have. Have a good lost. <laughs> See you next time, man. Okay. Next time, everyone.